Listener Production. How one phone call helped push our market higher. And why an agri company went nuts today. Good afternoon, I'm Steve. And I'm Laura. It's Monday, the 29th of May. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Well, good afternoon, Laura. Welcome back. Thanks for having me, Stevie. Well, it's a team effort, isn't really. But look, we're right at the tail end of the month of May. Hasn't been a particularly good month, it must be said. We had one of our worst weeks of the year, but a much more encouraging start to the week. That's exactly right. And we would need to lift 1.3% in the next two days to finish in positive territory for the weeks, for the month, sorry. So it's doable, right? I think it's doable. 1.3%. I mean, it's not that crazy. Yeah, it hasn't been a great month, though. As we said, I mean, last week we were down 1.7% in five days. So I think it's possible. It's just going to come down to obviously how global markets do in the the coming days. And then if we can continue this nice little start we had. Exactly right. So today was actually the best day in almost two months. Our market was up 63 points, a 0.9 of a percent to 7,217. But in the morning when the market opened, we were up as much as 1.4%. So we did come down a little bit there as the session went on. And this was really on the back of debt ceiling conversations and what unraveled there over the weekend, Stevie. Exactly. So what we saw for the last few weeks, markets have been pretty nervous about this whole thing called the debt ceiling, right? Oh, in the yes. US. We've been riv- rambling on about We've it, right? We've been going on about it for ages. It's when the US basically was going to get pretty, it's getting close to running out of cash to pay its bills. And they have this debt ceiling, which is the maximum amount that the US government can borrow. It was at around 31 and a half trillion US dollars, which is pretty hard for us to you know, wrap our heads around. But basically, as is often the case, closer we got to that deadline, the negotiators finally reached a deal. So over the weekend, they had a 90-minute phone call between President Biden and Republican Kevin McCarthy. They agreed to raise the debt ceiling. It would give them an extra two years or so before they'd have to go through this schmozzle once more. Congress still needs to vote on this deal, so that's important to note. This will be likely on Wednesday, but both sides of politics seem quite optimistic that they'll probably get it across the line. Still a possibility that things go pear-shaped because anything can happen in politics, but for the time being, our market at least seemed to respond quite well to the news. And this happened after the US markets closed, Mm -hmm. right? So the US markets are yet to sort of, I guess, respond to that, but they're also going to be closed. We have the US and the UK markets closed tonight. So it will be interesting to see how they respond also with economic data coming out in between. So it'll be interesting to see how they open up the day after. But if we go back locally, if we look at how our sectors progressed today, we had most sectors advancing. It was only two that fell. The first was consumer discretionary and the second was tech. But the main focus with tech still remained on AI companies. So we saw stocks like Brainchip and App and they were today's best performers after we saw tech outperforming last week. But unfortunately, the sector as a whole still fell because they were weighed by other tech stocks in the sector like Megaport, which fell almost 4%. So they offset the gains. But we also saw miners and banks. They showed some solid improvements. We had our major miners, BHP, Fortescue, Rio all up, our major banks all up as well. And real estate was really the best performer today, though up around 2%. So those three sectors on areas of the market all struggled last week. They all did quite poorly. So they are coming off the back of, you know, relatively low lows, I guess you could say. 
any stocks that stood out for you today? Buy now, pay later stock harm was back in focus again. So we spoke about this one on Friday. We mentioned they received a stop order from the financial regulator ASIC, which is Australian Securities and Investment Commission, and that prevented the company from connecting with new customers, but they were still allowed to continue with existing customers until this was resolved. This morning, they came out with an announcement saying that that stop order has now been revoked with the concerns around its target market determination. It was already addressed and ASIC was happy with the outcome there. And so they removed that stop order and they can now continue as normal. So we saw the shares lift around 7.5% today. And obviously a massive week for buy now, pay later with new regulation being announced. Hum was down 8% on Friday, up 8% today. So it's basically just reversing those declines. Another stock that received attention for not the best reasons, because it fell very heavily, was IDP Education. It fell 16% today. So certainly one of the worst performers on the broader market. And that was the reason that consumer discretionary was weighed down so heavily. Exactly. So if it wasn't for IDP, consumer discretionary probably would have improved today. So the reason why it fell so much was actually moved by the Canadian government, which is going to open up its English proficiency testing to three other providers in Canada from August. So Up to today, IDP education kind of has had a bit of a monopoly in Canada. They're the only test that has been officially recognized by Canada for this particular visa. So this basically means that other providers can get into the the sector there. It creates not only greater competition in Canada, it means a drop in market share probably, and also fall in profits would likely ensue. So that's why IDP did so poorly. And IDP, I don't know if you mentioned that, they're an international education service. Mm -hmm. So they essentially help international students find courses in English-speaking countries. So Australia, New Zealand, Ireland, UK and Canada and US as well. So that's why it's important there. We also had Leo Lithium. So this is a lithium miner that we don't really talk about that often, but they reached an all-time high today of 86 cents, but then ended at 85 cents. So not that far off an all-time high They announced an agreement with China's largest lithium producer, Ganfeng. Sorry if I butchered that name. They they called it a cooperation agreement, and it includes a range of key strategic benefits to Leo Lithium. One of them is to raise $106 million by issuing new shares, and these funds will then be used to ramp up the development of its Gulamina mine project in West Africa. And on top of this, the companies will cooperate on feasibility studies and other business opportunities as well. So we saw its shares lifting 17%. Yeah. And Select Harvest was another performer on the market that did reasonably well. It went nuts. You mentioned at the outset that uh, (laughs) an agribusiness went nuts. Last time we spoke about Select Harvest, I took you through the process of making almond milk. Do you want to take us through that again? Probably no, not. You, listen back if you <laughs> want to find out how to make almond milk, guys. Probably not, but we do have sugar-free, unsweetened almond milk in the fridge, don't we? We do. They um, have sweetened as well, but I don't prefer that one. We go for the unsweetened we option. Do. We're well, sweet enough. We, well, <laughs> I guess. Almond grower select harvest. It was the you know, pretty positive performer today. It rose 9%. Now, the interesting thing about this is that at first glance, didn't seem to make sense because it swung to a loss. It lost almost $100 million in six months. That's for the six months to the end of March. It's not paying a dividend. The last time it decided to not pay this interim dividend was three years ago. And it blamed this on things like cold and wet weather, the La Nina weather patterns, which hurt crops in the last couple of years. The positives though, it said that even though the 2023 crop hasn't been great, 
still better than 2022. Almond prices have been lifting steadily in recent months. Demand disappointing from, for me. D- disappointing from, for you. <laughs> Demand from China has roared back actually post lockdown as well. And it expects growing conditions to return to normal in 2024. So we've been speaking about La Nina a lot. I think now it's El Nino that's going to be the talking point where things get drier than usual. The opposite. Exactly right. So that's why it did well. We also heard from AMP today. They announced quite a lot of executive and structural changes. The current CFO and member of the executive committee has decided to retire. So now these two roles are going to be merged into one and there'll be someone new appointed from the 3rd of July. Where did half the year go, Stevie? Well, behind us, I guess. It's uh, <laughs> it's past. And anyway, so the structural changes they mentioned, they will simplify the business by dissolving the Australian wealth management business, which was a prime focus of their business. And that's to create a flatter organisational structure and they'll help them move to a new operating model, which will happen by the end of this year. And there are a few underperformers on the share market today, must be said. ALS Limited, which again, stock I don't think we've spoken about together before, but it carries out testing for a variety of industries, including the mining industry, fell 4%, even though its profits actually rose and it's paying a bigger dividend. Coal miners did quite poorly on a drop in that commodity price. So uh, stocks like Whitehaven dropped back and also Tilix Pharmaceuticals, which was last month's best performer, rising almost 50% down today by approximately six. That's exactly right. But if we look ahead to what's up tonight, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, US and UK markets will be closed. So we won't have sort of something to lead off. Of course, European markets will still be open, but we do generally lead from what happens in the US markets. And then tomorrow in Australia, we'll have weekly consumer confidence coming out as well as a building approvals for April. So these will be Not that market moving, but still interesting to know what's going on there. And then we'll hear from Challenger and West Farmers as they'll have Investor Days. Exactly. And this week, there'll be a few things to be uh, very mindful of and to watch closely. But really, Wednesday and Thursday are the two big days this week because we've got not only that debt ceiling vote in the United States Wednesday, which will probably be Thursday our time, we've got inflation here in Australia on Wednesday. That's going to be out around lunchtime. That is the final piece of the puzzle for whether or not we'll probably get a rate hike next week by the Reserve Bank. So the number to watch will be 6.4% inflation for the year. Anything that is either higher or lower than that is likely to be market moving. And also the same day, a couple of hours earlier, we'll hear from the Reserve Bank boss as well, Philip Lowe, who'll be delivering a speech. And I should mention China, because on Wednesday and Thursday, we're going to get a number of updates on how it's doing. Very important for commodities and miners. So pretty big week ahead. And jobs. In the US on Friday. US jobs Friday nights. And we won't have a, an opportunity to respond to that and talk about it until Monday. We very won't. Very, very sad. But tune in. We'll definitely be talking about it. And on that note, everyone, have a great evening and rest of the week. But we'll be sure to speak to you tomorrow and tune in to listen to our colleagues, Ryan and Tom, tomorrow morning. Catch you then. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.